Hi, I'm Alice Zhao. And I'm Curtis Herbert. And I'm Jelly, a.k.a. Daniel Farrelly. And this is Independence, a show where the three of us talk about our efforts to make a living from the web and mobile. So I'm really, really excited to talk about today's topic, networking. You're just biased because this is your topic. (laughs) (laughs) But what's really funny is that maybe three or four years ago, I would have avoided this topic like the plague. I'd love to know how you guys are, but I am, I don't know if I am or an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert, but I'm definitely not an extrovert by nature. I'm naturally awkward. And so networking in general just scares me. Um, but I, I think the last three years I've had to jump into that role, you know, being an independent developer and also with uh, release notes conference coming up. Uh, that is the one conference I'll go to every year and Curtis is speaking at it. Yay. I'm scared shitless. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought it'd be a great time to just talk about networking and what do you guys hope to get out of networking in general and how do you guys approach it and just talk about how you know we meet strangers (laughs) which is a weird topic in itself (laughs) i don't like meeting i mean i like meeting strangers but i don't like being the one to approach strangers i've never been good at that it's terrifying to the to the point where a friend of mine actually tweeted once that i'm the most socially awkward person that he has ever met (laughs) And that's saying something because he's actually pretty socially awkward himself. So uh, it's, it's you know I, I'm clearly I am just the worst case scenario in that in in that <laughs> respect. You wouldn't know it from the podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting thing the podcast voices versus the real life people. But yeah, kind of to your question, like extrovert introvert stuff like that, I identified as an introvert for the longest time. And I made the distinction, I think about a year and a half ago, that I actually realized I'm an extrovert. I am just incredibly awkward Mm. at conversations. And I had assumed (laughs) that because I was awkward at conversations and just that volleyball you have to play of small talk to get things going, like, I assumed that meant I was an introvert. But turns out, no, I'm an extrovert. I just suck at being one. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, introverts gather their energy from being alone, whereas extroverts gather it from being around people. So if you if you really like if being around your friends and being around people tends to energize you then that's probably means that you're at least a little bit extroverted. Although not nobody's on the like far ends of those spectrums. Sure. It's 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 always it's always somewhere in the middle. Me personally, yeah, I'm right towards the introvert side. So I'm the extrovert of the podcast. Wow, I never thought I'd see that happen. (laughs) That's interesting. (laughs) So Alice, you were asking us what we hope to get out of it, but I think it might be a good question you kind of accidentally trapped yourself into here is you said Release Notes (laughs) is the one conference that you will go to a year. And I'm curious, what made you pick that and what what do you hope to get out of it? It seems like you're kind of putting all your eggs in one basket. And I get that because conferences are expensive and you kind of have to be <laughs> choosy. But I'm really curious, kind of like what got you there and what you've gotten out of it. So I think the first year it came out, my business partner, Yano, he was the one that listened to the Release Notes podcast. And when they just they announced that conference, he's like, we have to go. Also, it's in Indiana. You're in Chicago. I'm flying out to you. He's he's in Germany. So he flies out and will um, take the mega bus to Indiana <laughs> or Indianapolis. And it was like pulling teeth because I don't think I've been to a conference in a really long time. 
And that's why I felt like I would avoid networking like the plague. But then I realized uh, about release notes is that we're all we're all kind of in the same boat. We're all <laughs> indie developers and we're yep. just trying to make it work. And I think that's why the three of us get along so well. <laughs> and I think yeah. we're all just as awkward. We just don't realize it. And so I think that's kind of why I wanted to talk about it. Um, but I think they, Charles and Joe just do a really good job at making you network when you don't want to. Yeah. Uh, they encourage you to switch tables in between talks. Um, they arrange dinners to, um, and they mix you up. Um, so you're talking to different people every night. It's also, you know, a three day conference. And so it's also small. Uh, so you end up spending a lot of time with the same people, but also mixing it up every year. I've met at least half of the people and that's actually where I met you, Curtis. Yeah. Um, and so far, I just love going there. It made me want to try going to other conferences. I just haven't had the time yeah. um, to figure out which one to go to because you're right. It, they are expensive. We're in, indie developers. There's not a whole lot of in budgeting for that. Yeah, it's a hard balance because it's hard to know ahead of time what a conference is going to be like. And for me, that's one of the biggest barriers is if I'm investing, you know, $1,000 to go somewhere, how can I justify that? And I've definitely gotten spoiled by a couple good ones like release notes where they are very cognizant and put a lot of empathy into like, how is the room going to feel? How are these people going to interact? Are we giving them things to talk about? Are we giving them enough time to talk about things? It's not just like a dry lecture situation. It's actually built around interacting, uh, which are the best conferences, I think. Exactly. Because then the networking comes easy. If you flip side that to some of the other conferences I've been to that are great conferences, but they're purely technical or schoolroom style, then I have a much, much more awkward time actually getting up right. and talking to people like as everyone's at their laptop taking notes and then they move on to the next room, wait the 10 minutes for the lecture to start and then they do that. So I feel like for me to get the most out of them, like I did, it is something I have to be pretty selective which ones I go to if I'm in any way going to plan on networking. Otherwise, I'm just retreating in my mm -hmm. room and taking notes the whole time, which, you know, is obviously not the point of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I when I go to a conference or whatever, I, t I do tend to try, like, I tend to try to get out of my shell as much as you can. So we've talked, like, we mentioned how, like, you know, I'm an introvert and kind of see apparently you're an extrovert or whatever. But one of the things that you hear quite a lot from people who actually, uh, you know, are relatively good at this stuff is that it doesn't really matter whether you're an introvert or an extrovert like mm. it's kind of a state of of mind as far as anything is concerned yes you will like have a more difficult time if you're an introvert or if you're uh socially anxious or anything like that which you know both are what i am but when i like going to a conference you're there to learn sure but you're also there to like to meet other people that are in the same basket as you are yeah you can learn on blog posts like you're there for the people yeah. right yeah so when i go to a conference i tend to kind of like you know put on my my personal jelly like hello everybody <laughs> mask and just kind of you know go for it because at the end of the week i can come home i can like just collapse onto a, onto the floor for a week if i have to and like and kind of deal with you know the repercussions of that in my own way but when i'm at the conference Honestly, networking is part of is just 
it's one of the biggest parts of why you're there in the first place. Yeah, but I get that it can even yeah. be hard, even if you're not introvert or extrovert scale, just hard. I remember, I think it's probably the first conference I went to, Brooklyn Beta in 2010. It was a web conference, um, but it was a very human web conference. That was kind of how they marketed it. So you would think like, oh, these are going to be people easy to strike up conversations with, all that kind of stuff. Sure, they were, but it could still be at times for me crippling the idea of going up and just saying hi to someone and trying to start a conversation with a stranger back then was a lot harder for me. And fortunately, mm -hmm. I've come a long way. That's not nearly as hard. But it can even yeah. be not that you're just exhausted from trying because you're an introvert. It can be you're exhausted from trying because you feel like you lack the social skills <laughs> to be able to yeah, do that. I mean, if you could sum up my life, yeah. it's lacking social skills. But anyway. <laughs> it, it takes practice. It takes yeah. practice to be able to like walk up to somebody and just yeah. introduce yourself. And it's hard. I, I've I've got the benefit of having like several years of like of retail like sales experience where literally the entire job was walking up to somebody and going, "Can I help you?" Can and then having a like a ten minute conversation with them. So you know I've had plenty of practice of like you know putting on that putting on that hat and just kind of and going for it. But not everybody has, and I like that's totally acceptable. But you're not going to get the practice if you don't you know just try. So with for release notes, I've gone with Yano both times and we're basically <laughs> when we're not talking to someone, we're like, okay, we're gonna pump each other up and we have to yeah. just tell each other, okay, you talk That's to that great. person. Having a How conference friend is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that helps a lot. It does. I haven't I haven't gone by myself in four years. And that first time four years ago was crippling and I did spend all my time looking at my phone. Uh, but with, with Yano, we're just pumping each other. I'm like, okay, let's try to talk to that person. Let's try to talk to that person and just do what we got to do. And, and it helps. It helps a lot. Yeah. Having a safety net you can fall into even just one person. <laughs> you feel bad because then you feel like you're hanging on them. But I've even done that to Joe once or twice. Like we'll be at Dub Dub in the same <laughs> event. And I'll just kind of hang on him when I need a couple minutes and then we go off our separate ways and work the room, as he would call it, um, which I never yeah. thought he would ever describe me as working the room. <laughs> but yeah, just that little safety net to recharge. Again, not even introvert, just a feeling of safety can go a long way. Mm -hmm. So I have yet to go to a conference by myself since <laughs> since release notes. So we'll see how I actually do without Yano. But um, so what are some what are some pickup lines you guys got? Pickup lines. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> well, it's the same concept. What's the icebreaker? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, my icebreaker of late has been I'm from a podcast, so that that tends to help a lot, and it's not something that everybody can can do, but it does help. It does. Uh, it has been of some great help um, because obviously, you, you know, you walk up to somebody and they might have maybe heard of your podcast at some point, or at least you can talk to them. That's something that you can talk about. Mm. I think the biggest thing about like uh, about breaking the ice is having something in common, finding the common ground. Like that's the entire point of an icebreaker. So, I mean, if you're at a conference, then you're there with a bunch of people who theoretically have similar interests to you, because right. otherwise. Why are they there? <laughs> well, again, the right kind of conference, though, if you're there as more of a technical training conference, like 360 IDEV is a conference that I like a lot. I've spoken there a couple times, but it's a very mixed audience. I'd say about 50% are corporate people sent there to learn. Mm. And then 50% are 
indies, you know, just a mix of everything else. So yeah, that okay. can make it a little bit harder where you're trying to talk up some corporate guy and it's just like, dude, leave me alone. I don't care. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I've had that experience. They clearly weren't really interested in finding out about you, <laughs> which is fine. Like they're there to learn. Right, right. But that's again, if you get selective with your conferences and kind of can find a way to know that stuff ahead of time, then that's kind of helps with that. Make sure your icebreakers might actually land. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've had the same situation where like you've gotten stuck in a conversation with somebody who just doesn't really like it's not really a conversation. It's more them just kind of mm-hmm. talking at you for several hours on end. <laughs> like this podcast? Yeah. <laughs> Are hey you now. trying to say something, Curtis? <laughs> yeah. No, I've had that situation. I, yeah. it's, it's not fun. But it's a skill. You have to practice. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. to practice and not every conversation is going to be like that. Right. I find that if you ask questions about them quickly, that that tends to turn or at least that seems to be an easy icebreaker is just ask what they thought about the talk. Yeah. It's harder to do in the very beginning of the conference. But like if once in between sessions, ask what they thought about the talk and how that you know relates to what they're working on. That kind of yeah, helps. what was your favorite talk is having been to a lot of conferences at this point, that is one of the common icebreakers oh, I yeah. hear is what was your favorite? And yeah. that usually works on day two. Yeah. But, so what about day one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can still try that one, but yes. people might look at you a bit weird, <laughs> which I don't know. Maybe that's the one thing you're going for. Be the awkward one so they don't have to feel awkward. Yeah. If you're the awkward one, then they can't be the awkward one. Ah, that's what you hope. Then you just get into <laughs> a it. terrible situation. And then it's just really awkward. <laughs> for a really long time. <laughs> Do you have any icebreakers of your own, Alice, that you've uh, you've found useful? Not necessarily icebreakers, but just once you get into the conversation, especially something at a place like Release Notes where you're all in the same boat, you kind of start to find out about what their pain points are because they're all there trying to figure out something like how can we make indie life work or how can they, you know, build their business. And I actually really enjoy listening to what, what they're struggling with Mm-hmm. And I naturally, I think, I don't know if this is how it is with other people, but naturally I just start to try to connect dots. I'm trying to figure out, are who do I know that can help them? And that kind of is like a great way to actually not just break the ice, but to have like a, can you kind of build a trust? Cause I'm already trying to figure out, oh, you know, I bet this could help you, whether it's an article or it's a person they could meet or someone I just met that is doing something similar then I go, oh, let's go meet that guy or that girl and see what they're doing that could help you. And so I think that just helps build a stronger, uh, even just friendship um, and build, it keeps the conversation going. And it usually comes from a genuine place too. It's not, I'm not doing it to network, but I actually, I'm like, oh, you know, this person could really help you. Yeah. Those are definitely, I think the best people I've met at conferences. Like we were lamenting earlier, it can be a little scary when you get someone who yaks your ear off for an hour straight about themselves. But the, you will find the people at the conferences that are truly there to make friends and make connections and enable connections. Those are people that you tend to remember, which is good. So that's definitely a way to stand out. It's, it's a good way to show that you actually care. Um, and you have to be genuine about it. You know, you can't just do that expecting to put in the work and all of a sudden you're magically going to get connections. But if you're genuinely doing that, um, then I think it will end up working out. And it at least has for me in the past. Yeah. And that's, um, uh, pretty much how I've become friends with you, Curtis. <laughs> I remember. Yeah. The first, the, the first time at release notes, like you're, I'm talking about my marketing problems and you're giving me all these ideas that I should try. And like, I'm trading tips on like how I've tried to pivot business models and stuff like that. Like it's finding those common pain points and sharing the experience. And yeah, that's how I've met most people that I keep in touch with. Yeah. 
it was uh it was on my way back home i think i had this aha moment we're like oh this is a perfect idea for curtis and so i spent i spent the like the rest of the train or the bus ride trying to figure out like writing up this whole thing and i and then of course you know you don't listen to me for over a year (laughs) (laughs) hey you wanted me to produce a video to be fair that takes work come on it wasn't that hard it was i had to get snow (laughs) it's a snowboarding app i needed snow that takes a year (laughs) so we seem very focused on conferences at this point which i think is a very viable thing but a very expensive Mm -hmm. thing I, i think it is worth bringing up definitely that local meetups are another great way and potentially even less intimidating way to try with this kind of stuff. I know for me, Philly Cocoa Heads, I started going there before I even wrote Slopes and eventually made a connection with one or two people. But over the, geez, four years that I've been going there now, I have a good group of local friends that are iOS developers, designers, whatever bucket they fall in. If I had just gone once and kind of felt eh about it and awkward and whatever, um, it wouldn't have led anywhere. But I think persistence, especially mm. locally, is a big deal because you can make those connections and they will last. But you do have to show up and you have to make the effort and you have to be genuine and you have to be trying to connect. But if you do and you keep going, at least for me, I've had a lot of luck with local meetups. What about you two? So I avoided <laughs> those for the longest time. And again, it wasn't until... Um, David Chartier uh, that I met at Release Notes, he pulled me out. He's like, no, you got to go to these meetups. And I admittedly have only gone to one NS Coders meetup. But it was really nice because I also um, saw a lot of familiar faces uh, from Release Notes. And so that was it made me realize I can come to these things and not feel totally overwhelmed and feel like a stranger because we're all, again, in the same boat trying to do the same things. Yeah, do, going to local meetups, um, I find I've I have found to be probably the best thing for networking because the people that you meet at a local meetup, crazy enough, are local. <laughs> uh, so that means that like you know they're the sort of people that you can kind of turn to that like all of the people that uh, Canberra also had a Coca Heads for a while. Um, it doesn't really go ha- go anymore because it was it was so small and just eventually everybody had a turn at organizing it and it just kind of fizzled out. But um, for the for the time that that was running, there was uh, probably about five to ten people that would come, and you know a lot of a lot of those people are now you know friends and I, I occasionally get work through them and stuff like that. But at the beginning, when when I first had the option of going to the Coco like to Coco Heads for the first time, it, it was slightly terrifying, but it was worth putting in the effort to go because, like, if you're not going to meet people that are local to you, then you're not going to have much much luck when you go to a conference and yeah. try to people who are from when you have triple well, the number you know. of people yeah. around you too. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, in comparison to like you know the local Coco Heads, which. At its peak was probably about 14, but most oh, okay. days it was like five. So 10 you know, times the number at a conference. Easy. Or <laughs> yeah. if you go to Dub Dub where it's like 5,000 people, it's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a big step up. That one sounds terrifying. <laughs> well, it's not that terrifying. It's yeah, actually, they're dispersed it, through it, the city. It feels like a lot of like uh, each. It, it's a new conference every night, a group of like 300 people at whatever uh, event. Gotcha. Yeah, it's slightly different unless you have a golden ticket and then you see all 5,000. Right. <laughs> No, I I have for the longest time been a supporter of the idea of going to local meetups because I've found that they've been very helpful to to me. And if they if they're helpful to probably the most socially awkward person apparently on <laughs> earth, then then they're probably going to be good for everybody else. So, 
worth having a go. Okay, so you meet people. Well, how do you follow up or do you follow up? Like, is there, I mean, I don't think necessarily a plan, but like, what do you do to follow up with, you know, the people you've met up with? So, as I mean, it depends. There, there is... Depending on the size of the conference, you will meet a, you, you can meet a lot of people, and not everybody is going to be somebody that you can keep in touch with right. uh, for yeah. a lot. But you, there will be there will be the handful of people who you just really I don't know that you, you click with you like you find that you have uh, you have common th- goals that will kind of keep you together. It tends to be the way that a lot of tech people, a lot of developer people, design people, whatever, are on Twitter. And once they're on mm-hmm. there, then you can start kind of having conversations with them on a regular basis, which is typically how it goes for me personally. I will meet somebody, we'll exchange Twitter information, and then all of a sudden I'm just, you know, we're having conversations and I'm making bad jokes and that, that's kind of t- tends to be how the conversation goes. Yeah, Twitter is my silver bullet too. I find myself at a loss when somebody is not on Twitter. They're within our community. <laughs> And then I don't know how to talk to them. Um, I'm definitely using it as a bit of a crutch. But yeah, I will open up TweetBot. And if I've had a good conversation with you, oh, God, I'm imagining people listening to this. And then I don't do this to you. Don't feel bad. I only follow like 280 people. So I keep that number low. But if if there is a really good connection there, and I definitely want to continue talking, I will just open up TweetBot to the Twitter search screen and just have you type in your username. And I'll follow you and we'll talk. And maybe we don't talk and then we just go our own ways. But like, that's kind of my default follow up. And I think that only works because so many people in iOS are on Twitter. Um, it still seems yeah. like our water cooler, even though it's an absolute burning trash pile of a mess. But that's a whole other thing. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it's just where we all meet. So that's my default go to. And I, I've done some things via email and stuff like that is certainly a fallback. But Twitter, I think is the easiest because then it's low friction, low commitment, I can just kind of stalk right. you and interject when we both are talking about something that we share in common, yeah. versus me having to come up with an email and be like, hey, I thought through all your problems. And here's what I think you should do. <laughs> like that, that's a lot harder. So Twitter is definitely kind of my easy go to. But also, I mean, and this is I think, the distinction between conferences and meetups is if you're going to meetups your follow-up is going there next month and showing up and talking to them again and building that face-to-face relationship and i found that to be quite a bit easier than the twitter dance just because i'm guaranteed to see you more than once a year and face-to-face time is what builds actual relationships i have a few twitter friends that i would consider real friends but it's the face-to-face local group that i definitely had an easier time bumping to that level i guess i should Go back to more of these meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I only went once. Well, if I remember correctly, though, Alice, you don't use Twitter as much, if I recall. Yeah. You're on there, I, but kind of, sort of. I'm on it. Um, every now and then I'll jump on it. And that I think that's where I'm quite the opposite, is that I will, if I do have a really good connection, I will email you all my thoughts about Thanks for those, by the way. how you should change your marketing, <laughs> my genius I marketing ideas. You, I mean, but honestly, I think I, that's just where my mind goes. I'm always thinking like if I can find a marketing idea that, that is interesting um, for someone, I actually want them to try it. Yeah. I'm not doing it for any other reason, but just, hey, this might be a great idea and so I will write those long emails. Um, and I'll, I'll, I'll follow people on Twitter. I'm, I'm just, uh, maybe I should try harder to interject, but you know, I have kids. That's my excuse. <laughs> well, Twitter's <laughs> awkward. 
it, it's definitely something that it gets easier <laughs> as you know more people. But if you right. don't interact with a lot of people to begin with, it just kind of feels weird. Um, so I get that. Yeah, I, I mean, there there is a very specific kind of community that is on Twitter. And if you don't necessarily partake in that or you don't want to partake in that then yeah. it's not really going to be the place i mean personally i've uh, it, it's been great because everybody that i know is on twitter and i can kind of that uh, i can mix and match conversations on this so it's perfect but that's not going to work for everybody and there's no right. real like substitute that's the same the closest thing would be like instant message but that's super personal and if you meet somebody <laughs> at a com- at a conference then I mean, I'm not going to hand you my phone number or you know my, right. my super personal <laughs> details unless I get you to I, I get to know you a little bit better. So it's it's I mean it's a hard thing. I do tend to try and to the point of you know when you go to a meetup, you should go back to the meetup and continue going back, um, and that's the way that you mm-hmm. follow up. I will do the same thing with a conference. Like I will if I'm going to you know each year when I go to Dub Dub WWDC, assuming that I actually make it, um, I do tend to try and hit up people that I know. Tend like that I met last year, or that um, yeah. you know, that I know are going to be there. Try and make sure that we you know catch up and have, at least have a coffee or something. Well, they're your conference friends. That's pretty regular in yeah. the conference circle. Is people you see once or yeah. twice a year, and that's your chance to yep. catch up with them. Absolutely, and that's what I've realized that a lot of people from the first release notes were also at the second release notes, and they've all told me that they go to a million conferences <laughs> and they all see each other all the time. Yeah. But that's so expensive. But I think actually, even though I don't follow as many people or I'm not on Twitter quite as much, I think that that kind of also is an icebreaker. Like, oh, hey, I follow you on Twitter or I've you kind of remember certain things they've talked about. Yeah. And then you kind of break it with that with like, oh, I remember you chatting about such and such, I think. (laughs) Yeah. The first year when I went with Yano to release notes, he followed Georgia Dow from Imore, yeah. I believe. Mm-hmm. And he, he opened up with something about electric toothbrushes because she said something about it on Twitter. And I'm like, I I did not have that context, any of that context um, before then because I didn't I was not on Twitter mm. and I didn't follow any of these conversations. But it's a great way to just, you know, you may not have even interacted with them on Twitter, but you follow them, you kind of know the stuff that they've talked about or things that are, you know. Well, that's just, I think, putting (laughs) more generally, just finding a way to put stuff out into the ether. One of the things that certainly kind of helped me as an icebreaker is having the Slopes Diaries, a series of blog posts I've written about how the things I'm doing to my app to make it make money. Um, And I'm up to only like 20 blog posts over two years. Like it's nothing I'm going crazy with. But I've been really surprised how many people actually read what I wrote. Like I don't know why they're reading it, but they are. Um, And that's been an amazing icebreaker of like, hey, I read this and I thought this part was interesting or something. And then that's just a quick way to just deep dive into you bypass all the small talk and you just get into an actual conversation right away. Yeah. So yeah, either write blog posts. Or uh, speaking is the other big one I found. Um, because then they want to come up to, assuming you didn't bomb, they want to come up to you and talk about <laughs> what you talked about, um, which gives you an instant icebreaker. So it's like just find that like instant thing you can talk about easily. It, that At least that's helped me a lot. And it, Twitter's a great shortcut to that. Uh, but there's certainly right. a lot of other things yeah. that you can do out there. I think uh, after... Yano read your posts. He created his own blog. Yeah. And then he we he gets a lot of recognition here and there just from different conferences. And that's helped him as well. And I think the 
my favorite post was actually about networking entitled meeting people is easy but hard yeah. <laughs> so what's the scary thing it is e it is surprisingly easy it's just yeah it really is hard <laughs> yeah you gotta, you kind of gotta make yourself do it it's one of these things yeah. where you've just gotta yeah. you've just gotta dive headfirst into it and just kind of throw off any kind of fears or whatever to you know to kind of just get past that and get into the actual uh, you know conversations and stuff it is weird to think about though one one thing i kind of thought back a while ago of it, with regards to networking is how many opportunities i've had kind of come in passively or things that i never would have done if i hadn't networked and talked to people and not even with networking in mind just like i want to be friends with people right like Right. I don't think Coco Love would have been what it was had I not been having drinks with a now friend of mine in the Park 55 bar the last day of WWDC and he inspired me to make some changes to it and it completely made it different and it made it the conference that I love and like all these things that I've managed to participate in that just kind of happened because I was passively just talking to people and being friendly and you'll never know mm -hmm. how many opportunities you'll miss out on if you don't force yourself to do that hard work yeah a big part of networking is just being being present really if you're not there mm -hmm. then you can't network with people <laughs> and i don't necessarily just mean like if you're not at a conference then you can't network with the people at the conference which is kind of obvious in retrospect but more more the fact that if you don't put yourself out there if you don't actually uh if you don't actually get off your phone get off get yeah. off your yeah. phone if you stop, don't stop staring at your devices <laughs> yeah like I mean, even to the extent of if you don't, if you don't, when you're at home, when you're doing your regular day job, doing your thing, just kind of, you know, whatever, if you're not trying new things to try and get yourself out into the, into the community, then you're not going to get very far. One of the biggest things that's, that's probably changed my whole indie career was getting started with podcasting and doing podcasts because it meant that not only was I talking to like, you know, obviously people that were my co-hosts. Um, we had guests. So, co-hosts you know, are people uh, too. <laughs> talking to guests that we had on pod, like that I've had on podcasts and stuff like that. But uh, also just even just like the community that tends to surround uh, podcasts once they get to a kind of a, specific, a certain size. It's that sort of thing where you're you're out in the community and so people will kind of, you, yeah. you're, you're there to talk to and you, you you're making yourself available to people. And I think that's, that's just as important as having the icebreaker of, you know, going up and saying, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I read an app. Do you read an app? Ooh, we have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> well, so it looks like we've all got some networking skills to work on for our next conference or meetup. But if you would like to get in touch with us and network with us and network with us, please <laughs> get in touch with us at hello at independence.fm or independence.fm slash contact. You can find me at eat a duck. I must on Twitter uh, and I'll try my best to show up. <laughs> <laughs> and you can find me as parrots, the plural of the bird on Twitter. And I am also on Twitter as Jelly Bean Soup. Thank you all for listening and we'll talk to you again in two weeks. Goodbye.